I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Marty Harding. And welcome back to another week of Animation and Beyond. Yes, and on this episode, we're celebrating the 80th anniversary of one of Disney's most beloved animated classics, Bambi. That's right. You've probably seen it. If you haven't, you definitely should. It's an older, older Disney film, and it is beautiful. It has great soundtrack. It's one of my personal favorite Disney movies. Yes. We all remember the sad parts, but we all remember it gets happy later. Yeah, it's true. You can't really talk about Bambi without someone bringing up how it made them cry. (laughs) Yeah. But some of the best films do make you cry, and that's how it goes even for being a children's film. Yep, I agree. Cool. So before we get into just talking about Bambi, we're actually going to do a quick game of Guess That Character. So like we've done before, I've got some lines from the movie queued up for Ezra to try and guess what character is speaking the line. And if you're listening in, you can also try to guess, and I'll be sure to pause before I tell you. All right, so quote number one. If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Did you hear that, Ezra? Yeah. Who said that line? Thumper. That's right. Bambi's rabbit friend. Yeah, a young Thumper. Though really, I mean, if we're getting technical here, Thumper's dad said that line to Thumper, and then Thumper repeats it. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, Thumper says that because he makes a comment about Bambi's wobbliness, which is kind of a theme throughout the whole movie. Yeah, that's right. He falls down a lot. I know, like, when Bambi is first introduced, he can't walk very well. True. And then it's important because we watch him get better and better at walking until he has this majestic stride at the end of his at the end of the movie, just like his father did. Yeah. All right. You ready for line number two? Yep. He's kind of bashful, isn't he, Mama? Bambi's mother? Nope. Flower the skunk? Nope. One more guess. Bambi, the star himself? Nope. It's said about Bambi, but that's actually Feline speaking. Feline, yes, who was Bambi's friend since childhood and later love interest. Yep. This is when she first meets Bambi, and he's running and hiding from her. She says, he's kind of bashful, isn't he? And then his, and then her mother suggests that she says hello, and that starts their friendship. Yeah. It's a cute scene. All right. Line number three. Same thing every spring. Ring. Tweet, 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 tweet. Love, sweet song. <laughs> Pain in the pin feathers, I call it. Friend Owl, one of the supporting characters in the film. Yes, Ezra, nice job. Nailed that one. Do you remember what he's doing in that scene? Waking up? Yeah, he wakes up and he wakes up to what? To, to see the newborn prince. Uh, I don't think he's seeing the newborn prince in this scene, but he is waking up to the sound of birds singing. Yeah. And it's a song about love. 
Yes, when he sees that Bambi and Felina are in love. Yes, exactly. Great job. Okay, you know the characters pretty darn well. Yeah. Shall we move ahead into our feature presentation? Yes. Excellent. So, it has been 80 years since Bambi came out. How do you feel about that, Ezra? It's amazing, and to this day, it's regarded as one of Disney's most well-loved animated classics. Definitely. And what made Bambi so special at the time it came out? Like, for instance, when they were animating and making it, they brought real live deer to create the characters. Yeah, interesting, because this was one of the first movies that was based almost entirely on real creatures, right? Yeah, the villain in the film was man, who were hunters, who were never visibly shown on screen. No, we only hear their gunshots and see their the consequences of their actions. We also see their dogs who go hunting with them, but they're only heard off screen. Well, there is a scene where they attack Bambi and Feline, isn't there? Yes, and they were the ones for, for the sad part we all remember when they killed Bambi's mom. Yes. Well, it was Man that killed Bambi's mom and Man's dogs that attacked Feline and Bambi in two different scenes. In the forest fire scene. Yes. And this conflict of Man coming to hunt the deer, it causes a lot of things to happen in the movie. It, like you said, it ends the life and the character of Bambi's mother, who raises him, which then puts him into the hands of his father, who continues raising him. It also introduces the idea that these animals need someone to protect them from man. Yes, I know. And I remember Bambi's friends, Thumper, the rabbit, I know, along with Flower, the skunk. Yeah, his friends are really important throughout the movie because they're the ones who stand by him, even though they're not deer. <laughs> I know there are other forest animals, and I know Thumper had some three little sisters, and I know Flower was a skunk who um, that first Bambi finds in a, in a bed of flowers, and then Bambi calls the skunk Flower. <laughs> That's right, but the skunk doesn't exactly mind being called Flower, so the name sticks. Yeah, I remember, and I remember Friend Owl, who was one of the supporting characters, Mm-hmm. He's kind of a curmudgeon, isn't he? Yes, but he's kind and friendly and wise. Yep, and he provides some wisdom to Flower, Thumper, and Bambi, specifically about love. Yeah. Which then, they kind of grow, they don't really embrace it at first, but they grow to embrace it over time, especially once Bambi falls in love with Feline, his childhood friend. The forest animals who appeared in the film, I think were some of them were previously look resemble the animals previously used in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Disney's first feature. That totally makes sense. I can see that. And this film did have sad moments, just like its previous film, Dumbo. It's interesting about this movie because when I was watching back clips of it, you know, even the scenes where Bambi is fighting with Rano and where Bambi's mother dies, they're super, super emotional. Like the sad parts are really, really sad. Yes, I remember that. I agree with you. Like, there are emotional moments and sad moments. Like, I remember when Bambi, like, a very dramatic moment when he was going against Rano, his rival. Yeah, yeah. 
And it's it's almost kind of scary, that scene, huh? I remember, yes. And I remember Rano was the villain of the, of the midquel, Bambi 2, which was released in 2006. Oh, gotcha. I remember it focused on Bambi during his youth. It was, like, set in the middle. Which is cool, because we kind of don't get to see that part of Bambi's life in the first one. It's kind of like we see his mother die, his dad takes over raising him, and then really quickly there's this moment of time passage where all of a sudden he's a young adult. And that's when he re-meets Thumper and re-meets Flower and re-meet, and re-meets Feline. But we don't really get that in-between time when he grows up really quickly. Yeah, I know. In that movie also there was a grumpy porcupine who I thought who was very similar to the badger from Disney's 1981 film, The Fox and the Hound. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I must say I love how Disney can give these animals such strong personalities. I feel like I really connected with the animals in Bambi so much so that I had an emotional investment in their plot lines. Yeah. Did you feel the same way? Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, interesting. Like with Fox and the Hound, for instance, or The Lion King. Yeah, yeah, those are great examples where Disney made these animals really, 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 really loved, easy to care about. I know. And so, Ezra, what is unique about the animation of Bambi? Like the scenery, like how they use to create the forests and the environment of this beloved classic movie. Yeah, it's a very specific look. It takes place in the forest, like you said. But the way the forest looks, I would almost say it seems like it was done with watercolor. Yeah. The whole movie has a kind of hazy, romantic glow to it. Outside of the characters, I mean. Yeah, I see. I get it. I understand. And it goes well with the soundtrack, which is the more majority of the movie. There aren't that many lines of dialogue in it, huh? No. It's a lot of music. Nope, but I remember one part when Bambi goes after a frog who's seen saying, watch out. That's right. There definitely are some lines, but for the majority of the film, we just have this long underscoring music that is very dramatic in the older style of older films and that tells you kind of how to feel in those moments like i'm thinking of the scene when bambi and feline re-meet as young adults and it's kind of a kind of a remake of the scene when they're younger kids where he's really shy and runs away from her and she pursues him and there's this really fun music that sounds like, you know, they're trotting along and the music's going do, 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 do. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, where they fall in love. And I know Bambi has made cameos in some other feature films, like The Rescuers, who framed Roger Rabbit, a goofy movie, Zootopia, and even Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh, cool. Very cool. As a, uh, is he all grown up in those cameos? No, I'm not sure, though, but I think you see him as a fawn. Right. Going back to the score, though, Ezra, who did the music for Bambi? Frank Churchill and Edward H. Plum. Ah, okay. Frank Churchill and Edward H. Plum. Gotcha. How would you describe the plot of Bambi, Ezra? When there's a new forested... A newborn prince in the forest is born, but it's also hunting season. 
and Bambi, as, it, as when he becomes a grown-up, avenges his mother's death. Yeah, I would say so. Though I, though I don't think the point of the film is so much revenge or avenge or him avenging his mother's death as much as just watching him grow up and seeing the person he becomes as a result of her death. And how he becomes the great prince of the forest at the end and becomes a hero. Yeah, like there's a line when he sees his father for the first time, he asks his mother, you know, why is he so important? And she says, because he's wise and old and knows things. And then we watch throughout the film as Bambi embodies that of his father. You know, he also learns things, has all these experiences and because and becomes wise and old and also the prince of the forest. Yeah, and Bambi might have inspired the iconic Christmas character, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's true. They do have a very similar look, don't they? Yeah. Very different kinds of animals, though. (laughs) Yeah, Bambi's just like a regular forest deer, and Rudolph is a reindeer who has a red nose. That's right, and Rudolph can fly. Right. Bambi can't. No. I actually read that Bambi was, Bambi is a white-tailed deer, but originally he was going to be a different kind of deer. He was going to be a a mule deer. Hmm. Um, Which if you look up photos, they're not quite as cute as white-tailed deer. So, you know, making sure that we had a cute deer as a protagonist might have been, you know, weighing in on that choice. But it was interesting that they went through several different types of deer before landing on the white tail as Bambi's Bambi's species. Yes, and the film Bambi is based on a classic novel from 1923 called Bambi, A Life in the Woods by Felix Sultan. That's right, and weren't there illustrations in there that kind of inspired the look of the film? Yeah. Cool. Is the plot line pretty much the same between the movie and the book? I'm not sure, though, but not many people know that Bambi's based on a book. Yeah, I did, but only because I think I was told that when I was a kid. Hmm. And I'm sure very few people have actually read the book. I haven't read the book. Yeah, me neither. But I've seen this beloved Disney masterpiece since I was little. Cool. It is such a masterpiece. It's iconic. It's universal. And I've watched it since I was little as well. I remember watching it on VHS. (laughs) All right, shall we go ahead and jump into trivia? Yes. Sweet. So we have to answer last time's question, which was about Will Vinton. It was about what show from the Jim Henson Company was Will Vinton involved with. And the answer is... Dinosaurs, a family sitcom from the 90s. Oh, cool. I did not know that. Because they had, like, dinosaurs who were made by the Jim, Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Oh, cool. Very fun. And Will and Will Vinton got involved, huh? Yeah. Cool. There was, like, a little small part of it he was involved with. Very neat. It's fun when when creatives get to overlap their work. Yeah. Sweet. So for this week, we've got to ask a question about Bambi. What 1988 Disney film was the villain 
Judge Doom, originally going to be man who killed Bambi's mom. If you think you know, be sure to listen in next week. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye! Goodbye!